Hey, welcome in to episode 18 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan, and our special guest tonight, Zach, is joining us again. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing great. Good, gentlemen. How are you guys? Man, oh, I hear not that. too bad. I hear that intro music, and I'm about to get fined like Jamal Williams. I'm out here just like, mm, let's get it. <laughs> Watch the pumps. Oh, <laughs> too man. many pumps. Too many. Gets you a little too hype, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Let's do this thing. Oh, man. You guys, uh, decent decent week fours, or did you suffer the injury bugs? I've been suffering the injury bugs. Yeah. I did I, all right. I suffered a few. I managed to, to navigate the minefield of injuries this week and still uh, have a pretty disappointing week. So, you know. Oh. <laughs> In one league, I lost swift and then jonathan taylor's just been disappointing and another one i lost javante it's just oh it's painful it's it's yeah. painful shout out to the guy on twitter i saw who was like oh and six they do the the league where you have to beat the median every week too and this week he put up like 300 points and blew everybody in this league out of the water <laughs> <laughs> i really want to add that to one of our leagues the league median thing i love that idea um Maybe just, a league we do next year. We'll add leagues next year. So yeah, but uh, I did. I did realize how bad I messed up the scoring though in our in our one uh, dynasty league on the pick sixes. That was pretty. Yeah, funny. Yeah, we'll uh, have to discuss. That'll that be in that'll have to be a, yeah. That'll have to be adjusted at some point. But uh, yeah, man. Otherwise, uh, a good week. Uh, I'm, Pumped to go over it and uh, let that be kind of a word of encouragement to anybody. If you if you're off to a rough start, like things can turn around quick. The NFL changes pretty fast, so you know just uh, stick and it with has it. Been, and... It's been the weirdest fantasy football season ever. As oh, well. it's crazy! I was yeah. listening to guys on the radio talking about how they don't want to place any NFL bets this year because there's just nothing that seems predictable. It's like yeah, did you guys not have the Smith? Oh, go Debo. Oh, he went. He went. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Debo. I'm going to break scoring records in our one dynasty league, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Debo Debo went. If everyone doesn't know, we are recording during Monday Night Football right now. So um, I hope you're a 49ers uh, fan. Yeah. (laughs) I'm. I should have benched my defense. Um, I'm getting getting a little scared now. Getting a little, getting a little scared now, but just need to um, get negative eight for the week to turn around. It's fine. Yeah, I, dude. At this rate, it's a possibility. Um, yeah. So let's uh let's hop into the news. I'm gonna kind of cruise through this. Um, you guys got anything to add? We can just kind of throw it in at the end. But there's kind of a lot to get through tonight. So, um, first bit of news, and probably uh, personally some of the saddest news to come out of week four, Javante Williams torn ACL and LCL uh, season's done. Going to be a long road to recovery. Sounds like it's going to be about 13 months, maybe a little bit more for the recovery. So um, wish him the best. Hope he gets back soon. He was just getting ready to get started um, with the Melvin Gordon fumbles and all that. So uh, Cordero Patterson also has a knee injury. He's been placed on IR is still only expected to miss four weeks, but was placed on IR. Uh, Tua is officially ruled out for Sunday against the jets. No timetable for a return, but, um, for sure out week five, uh, Rashad Bateman is questionable with a foot injury. Jamison Crowder suffered a broken ankle. 
so that's something to monitor as well. Jonathan Taylor does have an ankle injury, but it sounds like it's not too serious and might be able to play as soon as this Thursday against Denver, which they really are going to need him out there. Uh, Traylon Burks has turf toe. Uh, he could go on IR, but right now it's just they're just saying day to day. We don't have any um, further news on that yet. Jahan Dotson will miss uh, one to two weeks with a hamstring hamstring injury. Uh, that's tough. Scored another touchdown this week, so that's a that's a rough one to see. But that's going to kind of clear the way for the other pass catchers there. Uh, Brian Robinson has been medically cleared to return. They have 21 days to activate him or put him on the active roster. Um, it sounds like Pittsburgh is going to be moving forward with rookie QB Kenny Pickett. Uh, he came in at halftime of that game. They said they needed a spark and. Yeah, he threw three interceptions, um, but uh, he looked pretty good. Um, all of them were pretty catchable balls, even the, the interceptions that he did have. So uh, I think that's a big boost for... Um, he looks good unless you're a Najee owner. That was pretty devastating. Yes, that did. Zero <laughs> targets. Yes. Uh, yeah. And vultured two touchdowns. Yep. Um, Russell Wilson has a shoulder injury. It sounds like he's still in line to play on Thursday, but they didn't practice today, but he did receive treatment that's why he got the questionable tag melvin gordon was also limited with the neck injury i'm not sure what that backfield is going to look like but they did the broncos did sign latavius murray off the saints practice field today so that says something about um just how bad the backfield looked after javante went down i mean melvin gordon fumbled he only had a few carries and boone dropped wide open passes and couldn't block so uh I would expect to see Latavius Murray eventually start to get some some playing time out there. I don't know as soon as Thursday, though. Yeah, it's a short week, so that'd be it'd be tough to get him up to speed with the offense. But uh, they might not really have a choice because they really like if they're missing Javante and if Gordon's neck injury holds him out at all, then uh, they're just looking at Mike Boone and Latavius Murray pretty much. So, yeah. Yo, let me add one um, thing on this Kenny Pickett news. Uh, he, you mentioned all of his balls looked catchable. They were. Three of them were incomplete, and they were interceptions, all three of them. Yes. But the one, I mean, the, the deep throw, his first pick, the deep throw to, uh, I believe it was Chase Claypool, you know, that was that was certainly a catchable ball. That hit off Claypool's hands, and, you know, I mean, there, he didn't look bad out there. He really didn't. But I think, like, you know, like Zach mentioned, it's probably the biggest downfall for him. And this is the, the Najee Harris owners, you know, yeah. no, no dump offs was, was active and mobile and, you know, rushed did in those he touchdowns. Really look good or did he just not look like Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, he looked at least, uh, at least as serviceable as Mitch Trubisky. And so because he's young and has upside, that's going to look a whole lot better, even if he's slightly worse than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I think Trubisky would, you know, I saw someone on Twitter, Trubisky throws two interceptions. Everyone lose their minds, wants him out of the game. Like, you know, he throws two in the season and then, you know, Pickett throws three in one game and everyone's like, it's okay. He looked really good. You know, it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe that is how we're taking this game right now. But he also produced two touchdowns through the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fans were chanting for him so that you're going to get what you asked for. That's, that's one of those the deal. Also, last play of the game, Hail Mary. Like, let's take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. All right. As far as yeah. 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 I like him. Give All him right. I mean, I'll give him a shot, like, to see what he can do. 
Um, yeah. The guys there that I'm starting, I'll still start next week and see what happens. Definitely. All right, let's jump over to the the games. We got a lot to roll through here too. Uh, the Vikings three and one beat the Saints now one and three, 28 to 25 in London. It was a 6.30 a.m. game, and there was a lot of people that missed the Camara being ruled out because it was literally right before the game. Um, you know, I'm curious. We obviously didn't do this in our leagues, but what would you guys feel about people swapping out Camara, you know, before the 10 a.m. games? Um, like, what are your thoughts on that, allowing people to to swap out, like, Camara or even later on when we have the other international games? You mean after the game's already started? Yes. Firmly against that? Yeah, uh, same. I, I see on Twitter people are saying to have grace and yeah, I saw be, people be patient allowing and it. things like this. This is a game for fun, and it is a game for fun, but it's also a game that we play for money. And <laughs> I... Uh, well, and you know, the thing I was is, up is at he 6 was questioning in the morning before my kid woke me up so I could tweet out to my followers that Alvin Kamara wasn't in the game. So, yeah. you know, you, you should be able to do the same to make sure your lineup's going to be set. I set yeah. an alarm to get up, to pull him yeah. out of my lineup. <laughs> yeah. I set an alarm so that I could check if he, like, I didn't actually have him in any leagues where I, where I was starting him. Like, I don't have him in any of our current three leagues. So, um, but I got up anyways. I turned the game on. I fell back asleep during the game, but I got up before the game to check who was playing and turned the game on. And like, yeah. it's not that hard. You don't even There's... have to turn the game on. Or you could just check and see if he's playing five minutes before the game starts. The fact that yeah. there are late inactives before Thursday night games and you might be at work and not be able to change your lineup before that, it's the same thing to me. Yeah. 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 You're responsible for your roster. Okay. Um, so the Saints end up losing on a double doink, uh, 61 yard field goal, uh, pretty crazy end to the game. Uh, Jefferson definitely had a bounce back game though. Uh, caught 10 passes on 13 targets for 147 yards with a four yard rushing touchdown, which made me so angry as a Dalvin cook <laughs> owner. Um, it's pretty good. Like, oh man. Listen to Zach. Yeah. I've yeah. got him in pretty much every league and like, I was willing to to overpay to get him. Like, and I overpaid no to get him in the other league. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's worth it. He is. It was. He is, but it was it was so painful. As I mean, you're a cook owner too, but uh, Madison am. also scored on the ground <laughs> um, on his only reception. But Dalvin Cook still had a pretty decent day. Twenty for seventy six on the ground could have been much better if those two touchdowns would have went his way. I still expect some numbers you know to start coming his way it came out that it was only a partially separated shoulder not fully separated so um that's good news you know going forward uh adam thielen was eight uh for nine uh for 72 yards uh alave still had another great game four for 67 and a touchdown uh was man he almost came back for that catch at the end of the game too that would have given him like 30 more yards it was a, a broken play and he almost made it man yeah after yes. it looked like he got banged up on the the huge catch before that so yeah that guy's a baller he's gonna be great going forward um i did have a question so do you guys still consider dalvin cook a buy low yes i still think there's going to be some managers out there that are frustrated with I mean, you drafted him in some leagues. I mean, 
top five. Uh, I know in ours because of keepers, you know, he went in the top five. So I still think you could probably get him cheaper than uh, you would any other time. And I, I think the touchdowns are definitely coming. So I definitely want him on my roster. I don't know if I would consider him a buy low because what running back is doing well right now. True. You know, like comparatively, like, yeah, it's not where you want it, but he's not uh, that far behind the pack either. Yeah, if you're not Saquon Barkley, you're pretty much not doing great. Or Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's only a few running backs. I mean, CEH somehow has uh, uh, up there in the – we'll talk about him a little later on. But, you know, Latavius Murray ended up getting a touchdown in this game, um, splitting the backfield with Mark Ingram. Uh, not sure what that means for Kamara going forward. I'm sure Kamara will be active next week with the fact that he was a game time decision this week. So, um, you know, something to keep an eye on. But uh, let's jump over to the next game. The Browns two and two uh, fall to the Falcons twenty three to twenty. Falcons are also now two and two. Um, and I think the biggest thing we need to talk about um, <laughs> sound that alarm. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I mean, one for four, four targets, 25 yards. I mean, let's talk in terms of of redraft, not, that, not dynasty. That one catch, by the way, was like, I think it was the first Falcons reception of the game. I was watching the highlights, and it was like the first or second play they even showed watching the highlights of that game. Yeah. So, yeah, it was right off the bat. He had a 25-yard reception. I'm sure it got people's hopes up like, ooh, they're going to involve Kyle Pitts. And then he does absolutely <laughs> nothing the rest of the game. Yeah, I I mean, where are you in terms of redraft? Because obviously in Dynasty, you're not doing anything. You're, you're holding on to him, nothing at all. But in terms of redraft, where are you? Zach, I know we were talking before. You said you wouldn't drop him. But are you looking elsewhere now? I mean, I'll, I'll look on the waiver wire and uh... – as much as I hate to say it, like I'd be open to streaming, uh, but I'm not going to cut the guy. Um, and as, this is going to sound like coping, and it is. Uh, I don't really think it's as much of a uh, red alert for Kyle Pitts or even Drake London, who did nothing this week as well, as it is uh, their their quarterback situation. It's just it's bad. You know, I kind of tricked myself into thinking it might not be so bad, but it is. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um... They didn't even I, I attempt passes in the fourth quarter. They just ran it, and it worked. So, you know, so yeah. Why would that? Uh, That's the thing. Their run game's working. It seems dangerous, no matter who has the ball. Um, I mean, they had oh. three solid rushers this week. I mean, yep. Cordero All Patterson three had was at nine, least nine touches. Yeah, yeah. Cordero Patterson was nine for thirty-eight with a touchdown before he left the game with the knee injury. Uh, Algier ended with 104 yards on 10 carries with a reception. And then Caleb Huntley, the undrafted free agent uh, that was promoted up from the practice squad (laughs) on Saturday, ended up with 10 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. I mean, you just let him keep running the ball. I mean, that's, that's the way I kind of look at it. Do you guys remember that stat that I shared last week that Cordero Patterson was only getting hit behind the line of scrimmage on like, 25% 25% of carries as opposed to other top rushers at like 50%. Yeah. That's, that's what's going on here. This offensive line 
is moving the ball for them, and the running backs just have to get some some extra yardage, and they look great. So yeah. why pass the ball? Why you know why hang Kyle Pitts and Drake London out there to dry? And you know when Marcus Mariota is not going to be able to get them the ball anyways. Do you think they make a switch at quarterback soon? Mm, I don't know. They're two and two right now. They're having a lot of success in the running game. In you know, outside of Tampa Bay, their division's really weak. So I don't. I think Ritter will get some some play time at some point in the season. I would definitely not say soon, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to take a few weeks before they would even consider that because you know, as as bad as Mariota looked in this game, they won. And so Ritter looked bad in the in the preseason too. Yeah, re- exactly. There's there's not a lot of uh, you know. I mean, he was he was drafted in the fourth round, right? sounds right third or fourth yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah we're not talking about a lot of draft capital into the guy they're not like you know it's not like the uh kenny pickett situation where the crowd's chanting for that quarterback switch and they think he he might be the savior like no that's that's not how this is (laughs) this is just you know ritter could very easily be worse than mariota mariota's at least played some nfl games so uh, as long as they keep winning now. Uh, on the Brown side of the ball, Mari Cooper had a real awful game. Uh, one catch on four targets for nine yards. It was pretty much all rushing again. Nick Chubb just continues to do it. 118 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, and I know in half PPR, he's the RB1 right now. Um, and uh, Kareem Hunt was 10 for 49. Um it was uh, even weak, so that kind of makes sense. Um, he's just continuing to show you his baseline. Yeah, yeah, he's got a you no. Know, he, he has he has a he has got a pretty good floor, so that's what that is. Yeah, he did um, have a couple of receptions. I didn't add that to the show doc, yeah. but I think he had like three receptions in this game as well. So he ended up with uh, probably like nine or ten half point PPR points. It was seven point nine. Seven point nine. Okay, and then a full <laughs> PPR, a couple more than that. So. Uh, he didn't kill your team, but um, yeah, you'd like to see that upside. You'd like to see the the a little more of a split, but in a game where both teams were just running and running and running the ball, it's it's a Nick Chubb game. Before we move yes. on, I want to throw a name out there. Would you rather start Will Disley than Kyle Pitts? I don't want to. <laughs> uh, no, not next week. He's, I think Seattle has a tough yeah, they, matchup they play next New week. Orleans next week. So maybe two weeks from now. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, he's scoring right now, obviously, but they have one. But like, that's about it. Ends. He's yeah. getting like he's four getting targets a game, same as Kyle Pitts. Ooh. Yeah, but you also have Noah Fant there. And and he's so. scoring touchdowns, which we have no evidence Kyle Pitts is capable of doing. True. Not on American soil, at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, let's jump over to the Bills and Ravens game. Uh, Bills won this one 23 to 20. Josh Allen, another you know decent game, started out pretty slow, but he had 213 yards and a touchdown through the air and 70 yards with a rushing touchdown on the ground. Uh, Diggs was pretty much held in check, and so was Gabe Davis. Diggs only had four for four catches on six targets for 62 yards. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie ended up catching a touchdown, but he only had 21 yards receiving. Uh, that is, you know, Gabe Davis was just kind of basically held in check. I believe he only had one reception again this week. Um, yeah, I don't so. even know how 
Uh, Josh Allen got to 213 passing yards because it seems like none of his receivers caught any yardage. So, uh, and yeah. it wasn't a big game for Dawson Knox either. So it was just kind of spread all over the place and pretty thin. Yes. Gabe yes. Davis and Amari Cooper had the exact same stat line. Whoa. Oh, makes sense. Who would you rather play next week? Gabe Davis. I, I don't Gabe know. Davis. I give up the corn on that, honestly. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm with you, Zach. I don't feel confident in either of them. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson, pretty mediocre day. 144 yards passing with one touchdown, 11 for 73 rushing. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was pretty much the the man of the hour for them. Uh, 13 for 41 and a touchdown, four for four, for four receptions, uh, 22 yards and a touchdown. He is back. I mean, he looked good. He was getting all pretty much all the rushing attempts and uh, all the goal line work. So it's safe to say that it's time you can put them in your lineup. Uh, do you Agreed. guys all agree with that? Yeah, definitely. This is what we wanted to see from Dobbins. You know, if you were drafting him, I was fading him in a lot of places because I thought it would take a few weeks and here we are week four and uh, he looks like he's, you know, going to go back to, to what he had been with at least for his upside, you know, so a two touchdown game off 17 touches and, you know, over 60 yards is pretty nice. Yep. He's yeah. in the passing game too. Like he, he looked great, honestly. Yes, yes he did. Uh, Mark Andrews, a very mediocre day, two receptions on five targets for 15 yards. Same with Bateman, three receptions on six targets for 17 yards. And then he went out with the injury. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what happens with this passing attack. I mean, it's what we kind of expected with um, Lamar and them is just, you know, not a lot of passes to go around. It's going to be a lot of rushing, you know, but I still think it was a terrible day for both Andrews and Bateman. Yeah. I mean, it was a terrible day for all the pass catchers in this game. Yeah. I, I hate to blame it on the weather, but that was some pretty cruddy weather they're playing yep. into. And for- for both teams to have non-existent secondaries and then neither one put up passing attacks. I think that it clearly had to have some impact. Agreed. I, man, I thought for sure Diggs or uh, Gabe was going to have just a monster game with how bad the secondary is for them, but just didn't happen. So the rain, right, let's I, jump was over. I was expecting them to put up the, uh, the score of the Seattle game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but every single Lions game has hit the over. So, um, let's uh, we'll get to that one in just a second. But let's rush. Uh, let's get let's rush. I was reading the Cooper rush. Uh, the Cowboys rush. and yeah, the Cowboys <laughs> and Commanders. Uh, Cowboys win again, three and one on the year, twenty five to ten. Uh, Cooper Rush was fifteen for twenty seven for two hundred twenty three yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Zeke had a pretty good game. Didn't get in the end zone, but I had 81 yards on 21 touches. Pollard had a not so good day. Nine touches for only eight yards. I think he only scored like 1.8 fantasy points or something. It was not not too good. Uh, but CD continued uh, his terror over the last couple of weeks. Six receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown. And Michael Gallup did catch a touchdown on his return uh, to the field, which you know, probably felt pretty good for him and for the Cowboys to see where are you guys at on all of the Washington commanders now? 
So with Dotson going to be missing the next week or two, I think uh, you can pretty confidently start Terry McLaurin and, and uh, Curtis Samuel because they should see the volume. Um, Wentz has been really, really bad the last two weeks, but he was really, really good the first two weeks. And uh, maybe that's how things will, you know, I don't know which way things will continue. It's Wentz, so I would expect they are mostly bad. But um, he's going to have some games, so you can – you can pretty confidently start those guys. Uh, How about Gibson, man? Dude, no. I'm now. I, I wish I want to have already sold Gibson. If you're out there and you have Gibson, you need to sell him. Brian Robinson's coming back. He's probably going to be the guy you want to own there because he at least has some unknown upside. And this offense, we we and know a whole they lot of heart. We know they don't trust Gibson. Like yeah. they just don't. At least with the two weeks. If you're high on any of the Washington receivers going into this week, I think you should still. Um, I mean, Wentz is going to be inconsistent. He's shown that for years now. They're all still talented. They're, they're going to be playing from behind for most of the season. And uh, Terry McLaurin has never had a good game against Diggs. He's just one of those guys who's he's got his number. I wouldn't let mm-hmm. one bad week like sway you. If you were in on him before, you should still be in on him. And they Plus, do get the Titans the and the Bears. Deep. The Cowboys defense has been playing great. Like I know I'm a I'm a homer, but they've been phenomenal this year. Yeah. Surprising. The next the next two games they get to Titans and Bears. So I think Ooh. you can feel pretty confident against, you know, with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin against those two defenses. So Do you guys have a Cooper crush on Cooper Rush? <laughs> no. But He's about I to take Dak's job. So. After these next two games, if I mean, if Dak's still not back, he might earn himself like a starting job somewhere. Maybe back not in Dallas. He's your not. He's your new starting quarterback. I don't know if we already talked about this, but I've been seeing jokes on Twitter that if he's not careful, he's going to be starting for the Panthers next year. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you it's go. It's going to happen. Could be even uh, this year. The way they're trending. Yes. He could go to Seattle, man. They'll name a strain after him. Cooper Cush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez. All right. Speaking of Seattle, uh, Seattle squeaked out a win against the Lions 48 to 45. We did have a score gummy in this hey, one. Hey, score gummy. Um, so uh, if you I was don't pretty know what stoked that is, when I saw that. If you don't know what that is, that's it, it's the first time 48 to 45 has ever been the final score of an NFL game. I think it became like the the what one thousand and seventy eighth or something like that unique score. Unique score. Yeah, yeah. it's because you shouldn't be scoring forty eight to forty five. You don't NFL think a defense game. should give up forty eight <laughs> points in a single game? Uh, not believing not in defense is great. <laughs> not when the over under was forty one and a half, and it ended at ninety three. So um, every game the Lions have played in. They have had hit the over. They are the number one offense in the league, and then least wait the thirty second defense in the league. And so, Jared Goff is tied with Lamar Jackson for the most passing touchdowns in the league with off. eleven. <laughs> he he is going off. Yep, it's it's amazing. Exactly uh, what predicted in the yes. Oh, yeah. This is exactly what I thought. And, and you he know, doesn't Gino's... need the sun god, and he doesn't need DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Didn't we spend yeah. our first like all of our off season weeks just praising Jared Goff and talking about how awesome he would be for fantasy this year? That, Every that happened, right? Did. Don't check the record, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's what we said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quickly ad- uh, adjusted my rankings. That's exactly how I had him. Um. 
what's crazy is, is Jared Goff was the number one QB on the week with 378 yards and four touchdowns and two uh, two-point conversions. And then Geno Smith was the number two QB on the week with 320 yards, two touchdowns, seven for 49 on the ground, and a rushing touchdown. This game didn't is... even go into overtime. Nope. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Hawkinson was eight for 179 yards and two receiving touchdowns, which yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we did see the unfortunate um injury or so we thought dk metcalf was carted off the field turns out he just really had to go to the bathroom and he said he couldn't, off the made, field. He, he couldn't have he couldn't yeah he couldn't have made the walk uh nope. so nope. but he the did have wouldn't work is what he, <laughs> yeah. he did have seven receptions for 149 yards and uh Zach was correct. He was texting before the game when we were trying to figure out the our, my DFS lineup. Uh, I sent him a few different ones, and uh, we talked about starting Penny. And Penny had 17 carries for 151 yards and two touchdowns. Where are you guys on on Penny the rest of the season? Was this just the Detroit Lions, and you're back to nothing, that's or got something to do with it? <laughs> oh, that's definitely got something to do with it. But I think Penny's a good enough running back that he can get it done if the Seahawks are going to be in any kind of situation where they can let him get it done. So uh, we saw really explosive plays. Uh, he's reasonably fast. Um, he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his, you know, on his body because he hasn't played for the most part. He's just been injured. So if he's able to stay healthy, I think he's going to have some games like this going forward where he just like, you know, if, if like, I got to check out the schedule and see. I'm going to look into this some more. It's back and forth between they, they hard do get the hard and twice in the next three weeks, I believe. Yeah, if, if I had Penny on my team, I'd, I'd be playing him right now, but I'm not going to go out and buy him. I don't feel That's like the like, other thing, too. Yeah. I wouldn't sell him right now either. I don't think you can get what he's actually worth. I'm yeah, going to be playing him. I'm going to yeah, be playing him because I'm going to have to in League of Record losing Javante. So yep. uh, he'll be in my lineup. Yeah. Jamal Williams filled in really nicely for DeAndre Swift, 19 for 108 and two touchdowns. Started out really slow, but then had some massive runs. Looks pretty good toward the end of that game. Josh Reynolds uh, filled in nicely for the Sun God being out and Shark. Uh, seven for 81 and one receiving touchdown. Uh, Will Disley does it again. Catches another touchdown. Big uh, Montana. <laughs> yep. Freaking ridiculous. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Another decent game, six for 91. He did end up fumbling the ball, but still a pretty good game. He seems to be getting a lot of targets out of Geno, uh, but they're also just letting Geno sling the ball. They are not a run-first offense for some reason. So Let Geno cook. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's better food than to... what Russ has. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, danger Witch, whatever it is. Yeah, the danger anything witch. else on that game? I got a stomachache yeah. for my Danger Witch. Who's leading yeah. in fantasy points right now? Uh, probably actually I know Geno Smith is, I'm pretty sure he's like the QB six on the season. It's gotta be Geno. Yeah. Yeah. He's like QB six on the season. Geno is and Wilson's QB 12. Yeah. Wilson finally had a good game. He did. Yeah. We'll get to uh, Chargers, uh, win again, 34, 24 against the Texans. The Texans are now Oh, three and one, uh, Herbert had 340 yards and two touchdowns it was good to see him kind of get back to 
you know, his old self, uh, Eckler had a get right game, 109 total yards and three total touchdowns, two receiving, I believe, and one rushing. Um, Mike Williams had seven receptions for 120 yards and Gerald Everett, another good game, caught another touchdown this week. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest surprise of the day to me was against this defense. Damian Pierce was 14 for 131 and a touchdown. I believe he had a 75 yard touchdown, which is one of the longer touchdowns we've seen for quite a while. So uh, it was good to see that. He also caught all six of his targets, but it was only for eight yards. Uh, Rex Burkhead did end up getting one of the receiving touchdowns and Brandon cooks pretty decent game, uh, seven for seven for 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he had a really slow game before that touchdown. He ended up catching like a 17 yard touchdown, but it was like, yeah, he was like six for six for 40 yards. So nothing too crazy. Um, anything else you guys want to add on this one? Yeah, if I remember correctly, Burkhead didn't have a single carry. He had, I think it was five receptions. Um, yeah, Damian Pierce had 100% of the team's carries. So, yeah, so line up Damian Pierce, man. Like, the the Texans aren't a great team. He's not going to have a ton of scoring opportunities, but we've seen now the breakaway speed and uh, the ability to make the big play, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities. So uh, he's definitely somebody you can – feel pretty confident in starting, I think, going forward. Yeah, they definitely they definitely trust him uh, 100% at this point. Um, yeah, let's jump over to the, the Titans at Colts. Titans end up uh, pulling this one out 24-17 to 17 over the Colts. Jonathan Taylor was 20 carries for 42 yards and fumbled before he left the game with an ankle injury. Um, Derrick Henry... Right back at it from last week, 22 for 114 and a touchdown, uh, caught three of five passes for 33 yards. It's good to see them getting Derrick Henry involved in the passing game. Um, I Dude, that is think... the sweetest thing ever to see as a Derrick Henry manager. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Uh, Moali Cox, though, huge game. Six for six for 85 yards and two touchdowns. That kind of came out of nowhere for me. If um, Dalton Schultz would have just not played. I would have had Moali Cox in my lineup. And it is pure pain to get a donut out of a player when you had a, you know, almost 30 point game out of somebody else that was in there until that morning. Well, I personally wouldn't have started Dalton Schultz. Um, but yeah, Moali Cox. He's... Would you have started Moali Cox over him? With him coming off that serious of an injury? Yeah, probably. Because I didn't know how much I, – I mean, I didn't start Dalton Schultz in my other league. I mean, when I started Molly Cox last week, he put up 2.2 points. Yeah, well, yeah he's I mean, going to be – expected 85 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> he's going to be one of those guys where if you need to play him during a bye week, you he's are – going to zero. You're only – yeah, I mean, he probably <laughs> will. He'll probably do nothing for you, but you have the opportunity because he's huge to where he might catch two touchdowns. Like, I don't think this is the first time he's caught two touchdowns in a game. So it's probably the first time from – Matt Ryan, but I think he yeah. probably caught two touchdowns in a game from Wentz previously, like maybe Phillip Rivers the year before that. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah. it, he he's huge. He can do that. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman, though, only three catches on six targets for 31 yards. Was this just like the Titans game plan to try and take Pittman out of the the equation or well, you know, you can't I mean, do it, much it when Will Cox soaks up all the targets and touchdowns. 
Yeah, well, Alec Pierce also had four receptions for 80 yards in the game as well. Yeah, that's so. who I want to talk about. So uh, I'm not worried about Pittman. You know, these things happen at wide receiver. He's been awesome to this point other than the game he missed. And so uh, I'm just going to chalk it up as he had a bad game. Um, yeah. Alec Pierce, though, getting six targets is interesting. He had 80 yards on those six targets, four catches. And uh, I like him. He's a rookie. He's got they a lot a deep of upside. shot out in the end zone, too. Yeah, so uh, he's maybe somebody you might want to keep on your eye. I like keep your eye on in a deeper league. You might want to pick him up off waivers in, in a like shallow league. Just keep your eye on that if he continues to get targets as, as the season progresses then he could be one of those rookie wide receivers that could break out late. Yeah. Robert Woods uh, had was four for four for 30 yards and a touchdown. Traylon Burks did go down with an injury in this game, like we talked about earlier. Um, if Burks misses time, is Robert Woods somebody that is now flex-worthy for you guys, or where are you at on Robert Woods? I know we've all been kind of on the fence with him, so – yeah, he's been okay since he came back. I mean, he, he you know he came back from a ACL. A ACL last year. Yeah, and so coming back this year, everybody was a little worried about him. Um, you know, he's an older player, but so far he's looked pretty good. He's had you know some bad weeks and some decent weeks, but if he's going to see the volume, you can definitely flex him. Okay. Uh, okay, let's jump over to the. The barn burner game we had here, the Bears 12, Giants 20. The crazy part is, is the Giants are now three and one on the season. Um, Saquon pretty much read, led the entire game, though. 31 carries for 146 yards, two for two in the receiving game for 16 yards. Uh, they had Daniel Jones get knocked out of the game. And then uh, Tyrod Taylor came in, got knocked out of the game. Saquon was taking the quarterback snaps. He knew he's the next man up that's going to be quarterback. Daniel Jones ended up coming back into the game. He did have Daniel Jones did have six rushing attempts for 68 yards and two touchdowns. Um, like I, I've been saying it, he's kind of an underrated rusher, but yeah, that man. offense just so bad, though. He's but. also really tall and pretty fast. So, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that play a couple years ago where he was like running wild and then like tripped over himself and fell down. He was running like 25 miles an hour. Like he, he's actually pretty athletic. Yeah. And then yeah, there was just nobody near him. Football. You know, yeah. I think it um, says something to, you know, their, their new head coach came over from the bills and uh, it probably has to do with, he likes that, that he has that athleticism to him. Like Josh Allen did. Mm-hmm. When he came back in the game though, um, he was just lining up at, wide receiver it was actually like a decoy he they didn't want to chance him getting hit or anything and with tyrod getting hurt he uh he was only out there for his microphone and his helmet they were saying yeah it was all all wildcat yep wow that's crazy they they couldn't they couldn't when the first the first play that they ran with him not on the field like saquon couldn't get the play so it was just like a, a rush play and yeah that's why they ended up putting him out there so wild do you guys yeah. do do we have news on that because i think i saw that he's questionable for next week as well so i haven't all seen i anything. heard was questionable it was an ankle but it was supposed to be maybe not like super serious but day-to-day type of thing 
All right. We'll have to keep an eye on that. We'll uh, we'll keep you guys informed as we go through the week. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. <laughs> Michael Bagley, the kicker, uh, was four for four on field goals coming off the practice squad. Uh, really was the only bear to do absolutely anything. Justin Fields was sacked six times again. I mean, Khalil Herbert, I thought he was going to have a good game. I was all in on Herbert. We he all started him in our game. DFS lineup. He did not have a decent game. You can't call that decent. What do you do? I think he only had 62 or 56 rushing yards. Mm. I thought it was more than that. Let's see. No, he had 77. He had 19 attempts for 77 yards. Caught the one pass that he was offered for 24 yards. So, he had, I mean, he legit had 100 yards. Yeah, 10.6 fantasy points. Not terrible, but... Without a touchdown, that that's Giants, a fine game. Against that Giants defense, I, I kind of expected a little bit more out of him. Um, you know he but, plays for the yeah. Bears still, right? I know. <laughs> I was just kind of hoping. He's a good running back. He had a 100-yard game. He had a big game the one before when he came in in relief of Montgomery after Montgomery got hurt. Like, you know, they're not they're not going to score 30 points every game. I just wanted 20 points or 19, you know, one touchdown. You mentioned that this is the Giants defense, but this same Giants defense shut down Derrick Henry week one. Yeah. All right. Fine. Y'all win. The Um, uh, three and one Giants defense. The three and one Giants defense. Yeah. It's certainly not their offense making them three and one. Boom. Yeah, the Eagles four and zero defeat the Jaguars twenty nine to twenty one. They're the only four and zero team still, uh, only undefeated team left. Uh, Jalen Hurts kind of had a pretty down game. Was sixteen for twenty five for two hundred and four yards and an interception, but he did rush the ball sixteen times for thirty eight yards and a touchdown, which kind of saved his day. Sixteen um, rushing attempts, man. That's ridiculous. That's what he is. Yep. Uh, Miles Sanders had a huge game, though. 27 carries for 134 yards and two touchdowns, and he had two receptions for 11 yards. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen this out of Miles Sanders in maybe ever. ever. Um, well, no, he scored a touchdown, so. We oh. scored two? Yeah, that's unheard of. Is he yeah, up to four that's... on the season? That's, that's like many of the numbers has throwing. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and you know, overall though, pretty good game. AJ Brown had a decent game five for seven for 95 yards and Goddard had five receptions for 72 yards. Uh, there was some dud games out of Devonta Smith. I believe he left with an injury. I haven't heard anything about that injury yet. He did come back in. Okay. And Kenny Gainwell, uh, had a pretty dud game too. Yeah. He did Uh, basically nothing, but Miles Sanders was the RB in all of the snaps. Yes. And was cooking. So uh, down game for the Jags in general, they stayed in this game. Thanks to uh, Agnew. He had four for six for 50 yards and two touchdowns. He was running a lot of Zay Jones routes, but you know, James Robinson only had eight rushes for 29 yards. I think that was just because they were trying to keep up in the game. Um, but Trevor Lawrence had was 11 for 23, 174 yards and two touchdowns with an interception. Um, you know, they had a really good start to this game. I mean, they started out mm-hmm. two touchdowns. They looked 14 great. 14 to nothing and then, against the Eagles. Yeah, and then it just went kind of downhill from there. Um, I mean, this Eagles team is good. 
I mean, they're really, really good. Uh, the defense is playing great. The offense looks good. I mean, even in one of their off games, they they still you know look pretty good. So, anything else you guys want to add on that game? They're gonna stay good too. As as much as it hurts me to say it, they have. I mean, on paper, it all changes week to week, but they have maybe the easiest schedule in the league. And um, a great defense. Yeah. Uh, it, it was another one where it, it rained up and down the, the East Coast. Um, I would expect Hurts to bounce back, given the I'd schedule. I'd expect Lawrence to bounce back, too. Did Slay end up coming back in the game? No, I don't think so. I didn't. I haven't heard what's going on with him yet, but I know he did leave that game. Uh, that's that's something big for their secondary. Yes, because he's been shut down this season. You know, he's been stopping everybody, so he's certainly somebody to keep an eye on. Um, it says that he did not suffer a major forearm injury and that he has a chance to play next week against the Cardinals. Nice. Okay, that's good for them. Um, okay, so the Jets uh, pull out the win 24-20 to against the Steelers. Uh, Zach Wilson... Uh, interesting game, 18 for 36, 252 yards and a touchdown. He did have two interceptions, but he also caught a touchdown from uh, Braxton Berrios. Uh, <laughs> that was an interesting play, but worked out worked out well for him. Um, Corey Davis caught, the, caught a touchdown from him, five for seven for 74 yards. Um, Brees Hall had a pretty good game. Got a lot of the bulk of the carries, 17 for 66 and a touchdown on the ground. He ended up playing 66% of the snaps. It's safe to say it's shifted over. It to, is Brees Hall season. Yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's officially, officially there. Um, so uh, at halftime, the Steelers made the switch to Kenny Pickett. Uh, they wanted a kind of a spark. We talked about, you know him earlier, but he was 10 for 13 for 120 yards. He did have three interceptions. One was the end of the game, Hail Mary, but he did have two rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, Trubisky only had two touchdowns in, you know, three and a half games and he had two and a half. So, you know, it looked like he was doing something out there. Rushing uh, touchdowns. Yes. Snagged two rushing touchdowns from Najee Harris. Uh, Pickens was six for eight for 102 yards. What are you guys, what are your thoughts on, on Pickett or, uh, um, Pickens going forward? Well, my first thought is this whole podcast told you not to drop Kenny or not to drop Pickens. So yeah, I don't think um, you're going to find a group of guys that are as high on him as, as us, especially Jordan. Yeah. You, he's, he looks awesome, and when he finally gets the opportunity, which maybe now he's going to start seeing more and more opportunities as they kind of switch this offense over to Kenny Pickett, that uh, you're gonna you're gonna maybe be able to start George Pickens more and more going forward. Uh, I probably still would try and avoid starting him next week, but as you get into the bye weeks, you're you're probably going to need to, and you might not not be mad about that. So. Just this is a time. completely unbiased question, but I'm just curious if you happen to own both Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, what would you do? Try to trade Deontay Johnson. There you go. Okay. Uh, Pat Fryermuth was seven for nine for 85 yards. Najee Harris did rush the ball 18 times for 70 yard, 74 yards, but he had no targets and no receptions. I'm scared. That's folks. scary. If there's no think, passing work, 
and the offensive line is this bad and the offense isn't moving, you know, in general, uh, Najee Harris looks just as bad as, you know, any of these other, he looks worse than Damian Pierce. So I will say it's possible that the mobility that Kenny Pickett seems to be offering might uh, help with how bad the offensive line is a little bit, uh, give him a little more time to try and get the ball downfield. But yeah, with these rushing quarterbacks, we see the uh, targets kind of diminish from Harris. I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be rushing anywhere near like what Hurts or Lamar is or anything like that. So I think, um, you know, he's just not used to being in there. He'll he'll get better and better at uh, taking the check down rather than throwing the three interceptions. So things could improve there. Not saying they will, but they definitely could. There's a, there's a bright side. Yeah, definitely. Don't read too much into the the statistical analytical breakdown for one half of play on a rookie's first game. Like that's yeah. He didn't game plan as far as I know to play that half. You know, it's you sub them in and you give them a smaller playbook. Um, yeah, I would I would not expect that to be set in stone the way that things are going to be okay. next week or three weeks after that. That's true, but at the same time, they did expect to play him this week. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't think it so. was no. He he didn't take any first team team reps at practice. Like they didn't expect to just throw him in. They didn't game plan for him. That's right. They didn't game plan for him. But I I think there was a you know it was known in that organization that this was going to happen this week if Mitch Trubisky did nothing in the first half. Yeah, but he still didn't have time to get ready with the that's, first team. That's basically, true. you know, he he's going to get practice reps now with the first team. He's going to, you know, be able to work with Najee and work on those plays and stuff. I, I Najee's going to get his receptions. I mean, that's he's not going to completely fall off. I don't there's no way he goes next game with zero targets. No. If he does, then I will be terrified. But um Deontay Johnson, he only had 22 all-purpose yards. I mean, he had w- one long reception that he barely stepped on the out-of-bounds line and a touchdown that he barely stepped you know, out of bounds. I'm not worried about Deontay Johnson, just an off week like we talked about. Um, I'm actually curious to see what happens with Kenny Pickett and, and him in general. Um, yeah, he's that's the same with me. If I wasn't in your position with Pickens too, he'd just be a straight-up hold. I'm not trying to move on. I'm not trying to buy him. Where are you guys yeah. at with Claypool? I'm starting to become a little bit more and more out on him. Uh, I know he did have some deep targets and he had some targets this week, but uh, they certainly seem to be wanting to work Pickens into the game plan a little bit more. So um, He seems like the kind of capable receiver to me that's going to be useful in certain packages and stuff like that. He's just not going to be featured. Yeah. All right, Cardinals pull out the win 26 to 16 over the 1 and 3 Panthers. Uh Kyler started out real slow, bailed out fantasy managers in the second half. Okay. Uh he, yeah. Uh he goes 23 for 32 for 207 yards, two touchdowns and interception. He did have 26 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. He just doesn't seem to be rushing the ball as much this year. I mean, we talked about that um, early when we were talking about drafts and all of that stuff about how his rushing upside is so big. But, I mean, what is it? Why isn't he rushing as much this year? Do you think they're just trying to protect him? or Could be. It seems like it's less designed and he's really only running when he has to scramble. So it could just be that they're, yeah, they're trying to kind of protect their guy. They signed him to a long-term deal. They're paying him a lot of money and they want to keep him on the field. But 
Um, maybe it's just kind of the game plan for this season. They, you know, they have some different weapons that they were trying to work in. And as they get things going, as they get Hopkins back and as they get, uh, uh, Rondale Moore, Rondale Moore coming back. Yeah. That, you know, maybe this will, maybe he won't need to run as much is maybe their hope that, that the weapons can make up for the lack of running. Yeah. I feel like part of it too is you can see it on a game by game basis, but even just within a, a, a drive where I feel like his best plays and his like best ability comes from when a play breaks down or he has to make something out of nothing. I feel like when they're, when he's game planned and he's going through the reads, like you, like you would expect from a quarterback, it's not near as effective or as exciting for fantasy or just to watch as when he just, you know, like, makes it happen like we saw against the Raiders we saw in the second half this last game um yeah it's how they win games well, yeah no um Hollywood Brown had was six for 11 188 yards and a touchdown no just and just Zachary's, 88 yards he didn't get a touchdown no 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 you said 188 yards and a touchdown but it was just 88 yards and a touchdown Six for 11 for 88 yards and a touchdown. There you go. Uh, Zach Ertz was six for six, 47 yards and a touchdown. He's getting, he has quite a few targets this season. Um, You know, he seems to be very involved in this. Do you think that changes when they get Hopkins back or do you think he stays involved? I think he stays involved. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. They were trying to find um, a tight end to use there before they brought Ertz in. They were using Max Williams, I think was his name, and, and trying Dan to Arnold at one and, point. Yeah, and that like those guys both got hurt, and that was when they traded for Ertz. And so I think they've been looking for a solution at that position. It's something that they want to use, and I think the Ertz volume continues. Yeah, they traded a first for Hollywood before the Hopkins suspension news came out too. Like they, I, I feel like they clearly wanted to use them both. Yeah. Um, James Conner uh, rushed the ball 15 times for 55 yards and had three targets. Um, has not had. Uh, Sorry, he hasn't had a hundred yard game this season. Oh, has not had a hundred yard game. That was like ten yard game. He had 55 yards today. <laughs> Sorry, my keyboard like, doesn't work right now. Has not had a hundred yard game this season, and he's only got one touchdown. Does that worry you about him? I mean, part of what made him so good last year was his red zone efficiency. I mean, this offense in general is not getting anything. So, you know, that worries, that worries me. I just want to um, do a little price check on him. Cause I'm not sure. Like, would you guys rather have CEH for the rest of the season or would you rather have James Conner? CEH. Yeah. Yeah. CEH. See, that's Definitely. a massive fall from where we were. Two it weeks is. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, Obviously, he had a great year last year. I was wrong on him last year, but I kind of viewed it as an anomaly as far as the season goes. Like, to score that many touchdowns, I did not think it was, uh, he would do it again. Um, yeah. Obviously, the injury doesn't help either, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not looking good for him for fantasy wise. Now, my, my serious question to you guys is, is, uh, Carolina the worst team in football right now? Yes. Yep. Baker Mayfield's the worst quarterback in football right now. Yeah. Matt it's... Rule's the worst coach in football right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Baker throws Their 22 for 36. Yeah, 22 for 36, less than 200 yards again, one touchdown and two interceptions. The one touchdown was, you know, a great catch by CMC. CMC finally gets started in the passing game. He was nine for nine for 81 yards and a touchdown. He only rushed the ball eight times for 27 yards. You know, are you guys worried about CMC? Or do you think the the garbage time and, you know, them always being behind is going to keep CMC at, you know, really active in this? Here's what we're at with CMC is if he's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. Here's where we're at with CMC is because of how lacking this offense is, I don't think he's going to be able to finish his RB1, but I think that you're probably going to see a lot more games like this one where he's getting more and more involved in the passing game. And so he's going to have like a nice safe floor and good upside when he scores touchdowns and you're going to be fine having drafted him in the first round as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I also and they definitely seem to hyper. Oh, go ahead. I just think, you know, if somebody's going to be getting touchdowns there, it's him. They just don't have other guys that are getting in their, in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, they seem to hyper target him this week. Got him involved six for 11 for only 50 yards, but he had 11 on the ground as well. Um, I think that's just a case of, Baker Mayfield being the quarterback. I mean, that's just going to be the struggle there, but you know, it's nice to see DJ Moore at least getting the targets. I mean, he's really talented. It's just can't, can't quite get in the end zone still, but uh, it's still one touchdown for DJ Moore and none for tremble. So we're okay. Um, They're coming. <laughs> the pan- They're coming. <laughs> those Tommy tremble touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. The Panthers defense scored a touchdown. Uh, you know, their their defense is doing it. They're getting the sacks, the interceptions, you know, uh, even against, you know, the Cardinals who score a lot of points in the second half and they're, you know, they're keeping it together. So, you know, it's something to be keeping an eye on um, as far as all that goes. But, you know, uh, let's see. Let's let's just jump over to the Patriots at Packers. Uh, the Packers end up winning this 27 to 24 in overtime. This game really should not have been this close considering uh, the quarterback situation for the Patriots, but Rogers was 21 for 35 for 251 yards and two touchdowns with an interception. Uh, Aaron Jones looked great out there. 16 rushed 16 times for 110 yards, caught three of four passes. Um, Alan Lazard did not get in the end zone, but he had 116 receiving yards. I uh, really like his utilization. Is he somebody you guys are, you know, flexing, yeah, I'm going to put him week in my and, Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then Romeo Dobbs Kittle? continued where he where he was at. Yeah, it was Kittle. Nice. Uh, no, not nice. Um, <laughs> that might have put that might have put my win out of the out of reach. Uh, oh wait, he was out of bounds. It's coming back. I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> I'm still alive. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still alive guys. I'm only down by one point. We need Jeff Wilson to run this in. Um we uh, Romeo Dobbs was 5 for 8 for 47 yards and a touchdown. He did fumble in the first quarter but still seems to be getting the utilization and the targets from Aaron Rodgers, which is so rare to see from a rookie. Um Christian Watson 
who they drafted far higher than Romeo Dobbs was one for three for eight yards, but he did have a 15 yard rushing touchdown and Robert Tunyon caught the other touchdown from Aaron Rodgers, two targets, two receptions. One of them was a touchdown. Uh, AJ Dillon rushed it 17 times for 73 yards and caught one or two passes. So seems like that offense is running through the running backs, kind of like we thought in the the preseason. Yep. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the whole passing game in general for them? It seems like Aaron, Lazard. Go ahead, Zach. I'm oh, sorry. Aaron Rodgers is getting a pass because he played well in the fourth quarter in overtime, but his halftime stats, obviously it's a whole game, but his halftime stats, he was four of 11 for less than 100 yards. He was terrible. He missed guys that were open. Like It was very un-Aaron Rodgers-like. I don't know if it's like they're not on the same page or he's showing some, you know, signs of age or both or what it is, but it's, it's rough. And like, obviously they're going to lean on the run, but they, they have to lean on the run right now. Yeah. It's got a solid defense, but they're not world beaters and green Bay struggled. Yeah. I think, Uh, uh, I think Dobbs coming around and improving is going to be a big boon to that, uh, that passing offense, if he can continue to play the way he has over the last couple games, then I think things can maybe turn around there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been rough, but it's, you know, the running backs are great. You can always line them up. And I think Lazard, Lazard and Dubs are both flexible. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Brian Hoyer suffered an injury on the Patriots second drive of the game. Rookie Bailey Zappi came in to replace him and actually scored the first passing touchdown by a rookie quarterback in uh, this season. It's exactly how we predicted it was going to be. 100%. Um, Nobody yeah, said anything no, else. No doubt. Actually, I, I do have to say, I got to give him some credit. He looked he looked pretty good against a, a really good Packers defense. Um, yeah. he, he played pretty well. Uh, Damian Harris rushed the ball 18 times for 86 yards and a touchdown. Um you know he's he's playing pretty good. Uh, they 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 had quite a few. They split the carries pretty evenly. Ramondre rushed the ball fourteen times for sixty six yards, and he caught four or five passes for twenty three yards. So Dude, they're you getting know, like decent. the same amount of opportunities every game, but Harris gets more opportunity in the red zone and in the and pass he, game. Ramondre and he finds gets it. more in the pass game. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, I you were talking, I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking Ramondre and you were talking about Harris and you're yeah. right. Harris is getting more in the red zone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Patriots defense did have a pick six in this game and uh, Parker ended up catching the, the touchdown pass from Bailey Zappi. So overall, uh, you know, decent game. Packers got away with one in this one. Um, they were That's 10 sure. point favorites. Yeah, they were 10 point favorites and squeaked it out. in OT. So, Pretty, pretty crazy. Um, so uh, let's jump over to the next game. Uh, the Raiders beat the Broncos uh, 32 to 23. Raiders. Uh, the Raiders do still suck, even though they won this game. Oh, man, that's um, crazy. You're going to have to wear their jersey. You, you got to wear the yep. jersey of a team that sucks. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, you wear yeah. one all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you, you, at least you admitted I have to wear one finally of a team that sucks. Derek Carr at 188 passing yards, zero touchdowns. He did have 40 rushing yards, um, but the story of this game was Josh Jacobs. Uh, 28 rushing attempts for 144 yards and two touchdowns. He also caught five passes for 31 yards. Know the name. 
he was pretty much just unstoppable in this game. Uh, Devonte Adams had nine catches for 101 yards. Uh, pretty ended up having a pretty decent night. Um, Him and Pat Sertan was, was fun to watch, man. Oh man, that was so great to watch. Yeah, uh, Sertan did give up. He gave up four four catches to him for for 46 yards. So uh, four of eight targets. So. Not too bad. I'll, I'll take it. It was it was fun to watch them though. They were mm-hmm. definitely going at it. Um, surprising for me was Darren Waller only had three catches for twenty four yards. I think we all kind of expected him to have a bigger night, yeah, um, than he ended up having. But I think it was just because Josh Jacobs was, you know, controlling the game. I mean, he was running the ball really, really well. Um, the Broncos did end up losing uh, Gregory, Randy Gregory, and DJ Jones in that game to injury, so. Um, I think that helped open up the middle, but Jacobs was way better than I anticipated him being. Is I was Gregory way off. I would be the first game? to admit it. They don't think so. Uh, there's a possibility he gets placed on IR as well. Um, we haven't heard anything definitive. DJ Jones should be back next week, but with Justin Simmons on <laughs> IR as well, uh, this defense has taken some hits at this point, so... Um, Russell Wilson did have a bounce back game, uh, 237 with two passing touchdowns and 29 rushing yards with a rushing touchdown. He finally actually like rushed when he needed to get a first down. It was good to finally see that. I noticed Um, the same thing. I was like, Whoa, Carr was rushing. And then it like awakened something in, in Russell Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I just don't get why we haven't seen a lot of that this year. I know that the coaches are saying they don't want him to rush too much because they want him to stay healthy. But at the same time, like when you're giving up first downs because you yep. don't want to rush, you know, that extra five yards that really hurts you. So uh, Cortland Sutton continued with five catches for 52 yards and a touchdown. And Judy also had four catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Um, obviously we did talk about, you know, Javante Williams going down with the knee injury, uh, Mike Boone was in there and outsnapped uh, Melvin Gordon after the injury. Uh, Melvin Gordon fumbled the ball on his first carry of the game, and uh, it was the F- Raiders' first defensive touchdown in three years, which is is crazy. Uh, yeah, to I'm hear, so glad but... that that's a stat that's done now. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know where Melvin Gordon is with that injury. Um, obviously, it was. You know, he's dealing with that neck injury. He's questionable again going into Thursday night. I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, Latavius Murray and the possibility of him getting some carries this week because I just don't think Mike Boone can do it. I mean, he can't block. He had some egregious drops in um, that drive toward the end of the game. Um, So, But I'm still going to pick him up because he's going to have an opportunity. (laughs) Exactly. Well, somebody you have to look at. Definitely somebody you still have to take a look at, uh, as well as Latavius Murray, because you know he could start getting involved a little bit later on. But we'll we'll jump into the waivers here in just a second. We got one game left. Uh, the Sunday night football game, uh, the Chiefs forty-one, Buccaneers thirty-one. Uh, Mahomes was two hundred and forty-nine for three touchdowns with thirty-four rushing yards, and it sounds he was closer than a, it was. It was yeah, he was a magician out there. Uh, can I can I ask you guys a question about after this game? Um, after watching your guys' team play each other and then watching that game at, right after, are you ready to admit that Kansas City is still the cream of the crop in that division? 
Yeah. I will never admit Kansas City. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right you're now. You're deluding yourself, Brandon. Kansas City is the best team in the <laughs> AFC West. Yeah. Uh, they I mean, are, but I didn't say that. Of it too, you know, um, part of it, you always want to see the, the new thing come up. And everybody in that division had a good offseason, on paper at least, but. They're still the best. Like, yes. My my father listens to this podcast, and he's a Chiefs fan, <laughs> so uh, I I refuse to admit it because I will never hear the end of it. He'll like download just that soundbite just to play it over and over again. So, um, uh, Kelsey just continues what he's doing: nine for ninety-two and a touchdown. Uh, Some Juju of those was, plays. <laughs> yeah, I, and he actually almost had a second touchdown. So, um. You know, that offense is just on fire right now. Uh, again, they we thought that they might skip a beat. Everyone was talking about how them losing Tyree Kill, they're going to be in trouble, blah, blah, blah. Not at all. Not at all. Um, they had a bad game you know, last week, so they're not perfect. But Yeah, they're not invincible, but, uh, you know, MBS had some deep targets and some catches. Juju was 5 for 46. Uh, he had eight targets. He did have some, you know, a, a couple of deep targets, but just, you know, he's right there in the mediocre. Not sure if I can flex him or play him. Cause you never know which receiver is going to get involved. Cause it seems to be the running game right now. Yeah. CH was yesterday too, man. Juju. Yes. Mm-hmm. CH was 19 for 92 with a touchdown. He only had one catch for two yards, but it was a touchdown. Another two touchdown game for CH. The efficiency. I mean, the guy's gonna have twenty touchdowns by the end of the year if this keeps going, um, which is ridiculous to say. Uh, that, that he's the, on, uh, hey. Yes, uh, that was the next one. Isaiah Pacheco had eleven carries for sixty-three yards. Um, looked pretty good. They took McKinnon out of the game and let him run the ball. Uh, do you think that he's gonna start getting more and more involved? McKinnon yeah. still had a goal line carry. Yeah, but that was that was pretty early in the. I don't know what they're doing, like with that situation. Ceh has looked pretty good. He's been, I mean, he was good this game. He's been somewhat inefficient on his carries, but he's been pretty good in the receiving game. And Pacheco's looked really good on the ground, but they keep using McKinnon in you know red zone plays and third downs, and it's like you know McKinnon's got to be a really good pass blocker, man. Either that or yeah. they just really – he's just a really nice guy and everybody really likes him, <laughs> wants him around. So they're like, well, we got to find a way to work Jarek in because, like, you know, otherwise we, – we can't, we can't do this to him. No, we, you can't, know? we can't just bench can't him. just get rid of Jarek. He's a really nice dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, geez. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Brady was uh, 385 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception – Mike Evans was a beast, eight receptions for 103 yards and two touchdowns. It uh, just seemed like every time, you know, Brady was trying to get the ball to somebody else, it was just like, ah, let's just go back to good old Mike Evans. He'll catch everything. Yep. Um, and he Rams are fighting Rams on the Rams sideline. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Chris Godwin. The beginning, and then they had to go away from the run because they fell behind immediately. Um Obviously, anytime you become one-dimensional because the other team makes you, it's not a good sign. Um, yeah. It was nice to see Godwin getting 10 targets in his return. He was seven catches for 59 yards, but 
He left the game briefly, came back, but I mean, 10 targets and a return from that injury is really, really good to see. Um, is he a buy low candidate for you guys right now? Sure. If you can get him cheap, absolutely. I mean, with him being out, him being injured, not the greatest game, you know, right now. I mean, I think he's somebody that you could try and target from somebody to get him, you know, on your roster if you can. Uh, and then let's talk about the running game for the Buccaneers. Fournette was three rushing attempts for minus three yards. Like you said, they went away from it. He did have seven receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown, but Rashad White also got involved in the rushing game and the passing game. He had three uh, yards um, or three rushing attempts for six yards and a rushing touchdown, but he also had five receptions for 50 yards. I mean, where are you guys at with this this whole this whole backfield this seemed kind of uh you know they were they had to resort to this and it wasn't their game plan going in but it was like the only things that were working was get the ball to mike evans and pass the ball to your running backs out of the backfield and kansas city just had their number early in the game and forced them into doing that and that you know that was how they were going to win the game so uh, okay. as far as next week goes, like I'm, I'm really interested in what Rashad white does. I want to see him get on the field like that, split those carries. Then we'll, then we'll keep going. The vast majority yeah. of his touches came late in the fourth quarter too. Um, which kind of skews that percentage wise, uh, the, the game was out of hand way before he started getting touches. I'm not saying he, it's not going to be a timeshare or, you know, start to become one, but, uh, the overall looks off compared to like how it actually worked out for the, the first three quarters. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, they, wanted, it's, they wanted Fournette involved. It's still Fournette's backfield oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. The, and the, the announcers were talking about as well during the game that um, Fournette was getting way more, uh, way higher percentage this year than the previous two years with Tampa because they didn't have a, a Rojo or, or whoever else behind him, Gio Bernard. They, they needed to get somebody in there to spell him because he was <laughs> He was going to wear it down, and he wasn't being very efficient with it either. So, yeah, I don't, I don't White's looked okay. Rashad White's looked okay on some limited touches this year, and he's a, a rookie that some guys were pretty excited about. In you know, in the off season, heading into this season, so uh, he may get worked in a little bit more. I don't expect him to like take valuable touches from Leonard Fournette, but he's definitely like a handcuff and a good good guy to maybe grab heading into a Sunday if you have an open roster spot or, uh, you know, or just if, if there's nobody else on waivers, he's a guy I'd be picking up for a buck or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump over to the waiver wire. Um, let's talk about a few quarterbacks that might be available, especially in two QB leagues. Um, I haven't heard enough about, uh, Mac Jones to know if he's going to be out there or not next week, but Bailey Zappi is somebody to take a look at. He seemed to play pretty well when he came in. I would expect him to get the start if he's out. So in, definitely in a two QB league, he's somebody to to look at uh, Teddy Bridgewater because they've already ruled to, Tua out. Um, and if Jared Goff is still on your waiver wire, that is somebody I would a hundred percent pick up right now. Yeah. Um, That's that in a one QB. That's in a single QB league. In a two QB league, he's not going to be available. Um, Is it time and then to you've got. <sighs> not this I think week. we kind of. Yeah. You know, when he plays, when he plays Arizona, he gets Arizona twice, I think, in the next four weeks. Um, 
in those weeks, I would, I would roll him out there, but going against the saints, I don't think I would, I would put him out there. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at with him, but he's, he's putting up numbers and he's running the ball and everything. So it's, it's certainly something to, to keep an eye on. Um, but, and then you've got Kenny Pickett. Uh, he's probably been drafted in a lot of dynasty leagues and stuff like that, but in a two QB league, if he's not been picked up yet, he's somebody to look at and um, he's startable in a two QB league and a single QB league. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to the running backs uh, with Cordero Patterson being put on injured reserve. We had the split backfield between Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley. Is there one of those two that you're more going, you're going to spend more fab on, or is it kind of just a I put a little guess bit on both? Algier, but like not really. No, I think I'd go for Algier. He had more draft capital. Like they spent a, a fifth round pick on him, whereas uh, Caleb Huntley is an undrafted free agent. So I would err towards that side, but it's, you know, a fifth round pick is not not a lot of anything. So I, I, it, it could end up being the hot hand game. It could very well end up being that they could also both end up being not very good. They could get a lot of work. And so maybe they're uh, somewhat startable, but it's, it's going to be a matchup thing. I think they're going to be good. This O line is going to make a good that's, running back. That's yeah. The, the O line's yeah. played really well for Cordero. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they um, have more than seven completions in the passing game next year, next week. So I don't know. Percentage wise, the carries may come down. What percentage fab would you drop on each of them, knowing it's only four weeks? Well, it's at least four weeks. Yeah, they said that he'll likely be back. In They're four saying weeks, he'll so. likely be back in four, but it's yeah. Um, I think I'd probably go like a a pretty solid 20 for Algier and maybe like a around a 10 to 15 for Caleb Huntley. It kind of depends how deep your league is, but that's probably where I'm at. Like a 10 or 12. That's, that's a little rich for me, but we just saw a bunch of guys get injured. If you're desperate, like, yeah, Yeah. go for it. Um, Yeah. I think if you lost Devante, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Go ahead and spend that cool 20. It also depends if, if you're just looking to like, had your your bench i i might not spend that much on them but yeah you're in a a bad way right now like now is the time to spend it yeah and it also depends which of these other guys are on the waiver because if i'm looking for a guy to be on my bench i'd much rather pick up brian robinson this week but yeah if you need somebody to start then go get algier you might have to spend a little more than 20 but i think he'll get a reasonable amount of touches going forward at least for the next few weeks and you're gonna start hitting bye weeks yeah some of the other guys rashad white we talked about him with tampa bay i mean where are you guys at as far as picking him up like how much fab would you drop on him because i'm I'm not too high on it. I kind of agree with Zach in the fact that uh, I think they wanted Fournette involved and it just happened to be the game was a little bit out of hand and they didn't want Fournette to get hurt. Yeah, I think he's just the next man up. And if you have an open spot or you don't like the last guy on your bench, maybe he's worth throwing 5% of your fab on or whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't go anything over. I I wouldn't go as high as 10%. I'd probably be uh, right around 5% at the most. Yeah, I'd go 5 max. You might be able to grab him for a buck. Yeah. 
Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I think, is kind of the same way. Yep. Yep. Um, I think he's next man up, basically, there. Uh, let's talk about, about the – You I would, would what? 25-30 on him, honestly. On Pacheco? Yeah. He's I mean, a, it's, a, hmm. it's a better offense, but he's, you know, I mean, he really hasn't been getting a ton of the work until late in games when they're way ahead. No, but in, a, in an ideal scenario for any one of them, I think he gives you more upside just based on the team he's on. And at this point, you're, you're playing, like, you're buying lotto tickets. And I think he's got a better, better payout if he hits. Would you rather start Pacheco or Algier next week if you like if you lost Javante and you're in a bad you know maybe you had uh, Swift and Javante? I, I'd go Algier for floor and Pacheco for upside. Okay. Yeah. Um, someone else that's you know if the one of these two guys are available in your league, uh, Raheem Mostert. Um, if he's still available, he's somebody I would certainly be targeting. They've they're getting him more and more involved in the offense. Um, same thing with Brian Robinson. If Brian Robinson is available, how much would you guys drop on him, knowing that they even dropped Gibson's snap count down even more this week? Like 30%. Yeah, easy. Yeah. He's probably not available. Right if you have an IR spot, he's almost certainly yeah. been drafted and he's sitting on somebody's IR. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe they have other injuries. Maybe they had to drop him. Go look. Check your leagues. If he's out there, I, you know. I'd, I'd spend up to get him because I think that team wants would prefer to use him over Gibson. That's what they told okay. us in the offseason. Um, let's talk about the Broncos backfield, the Latavius Murray signing, and then Mike Boone because Melvin Gordon is almost guaranteed to be rostered, but you've got Latavius Murray and Mike Boone. I mean, how much are you guys willing to drop on each of those two guys? Who do the Broncos um, play this week? Uh, the Colts. They play Colts on Thursday. Thursday night. See, that's where I'm like, okay, if I need to start somebody right now, it's probably Mike Boone because yes, that Latavius Murray is not going to be oh, wow. in the offense yet. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. with these two guys. I'd still rather start, uh, you know, Tyler Algier over Mike Boone, but I do think that he's going to, unfortunately for for the Broncos, get that other you know poor part of the role this this Ooh. week. Yeah, Niners just had a pick six. Uh, that's oh, by that's the way, the you guys the... are gonna get wet because uh, that's... Daryl Henderson's having a better game than Cam Akers. <laughs> not much. Well, I'm sure he's Enough. not doing much better because the Rams don't look like they've scored a touchdown. So, um, and so percentage wise. What did we decide on the Latavius Murray Mike Boone? I mean, not much. I would drop a dollar on Murray at most. I, I'd probably do a zero dollar ad. He didn't do much. He he. I wouldn't say he didn't do much. He didn't excel in Baltimore last year when he got pretty good opportunity. And uh, you you can't play Latavius this week, even if you pick him up, because of how uninvolved he'll be in the offense, only having been with that yeah. team for a couple days. Boone, I don't know. I, it depends on how squirrely and desperate I'm feeling. I, I, I don't think he's good, but I would take the, the chance with his opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, I know he had the fumble, but I'm, I'm gonna go try and buy Melvin Gordon in a couple leagues right now. Well, I got yeah. him in both the leagues that I have with you. So come, come give me an offer, baby. You're two out of the lower. three because I have one. Oh right, right. I have him in the other one. Um. 
Uh, let's talk about uh, the wide receivers. A lot of people talked about, you know, dropping George Pickens. So, you know, obviously if he's available, he's somebody that I would be looking to pick up. Shame. Um, how much would you guys spend to get him now? If Ooh. you l- listen to all the haters and you dropped him. Like to around 20%. You probably don't have to spend that much. For you, Pickens? you probably don't. Yeah, I mean, after this week, I think you would have to spend around twenty percent. I th- I disagree. Yeah, well, right. I disagree with Jordan because I think in a league of ten or twelve people, one out of ten or twelve is going to spend up to get George Pickens. But I think if you're in that league where somebody would have spent up to get him, he's probably already owned. Like if you if you dropped him, somebody picked him up already for free or for a buck or whatever. They might not have had the, deci- the the choice to. You know, you might not have the chance to. Your waivers might want run one once a week. Yeah, if he's out there. I don't know with the quarterback situation and it only being really like a half a game. Like I want to own George Pickens, but I'm not going to go spend 20% fab to grab Pip Pickens unless I'm in a really bad situation at wide receiver. So that's, that's too much. I'd be willing yeah. to spend honestly like up to 40 on him. Yeah, I, think I, 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 I was, I was going to say around 30%. Um, on on Pickens, that's where I would be at. I just want to say I'm not advocating go drop forty bills on him right now, just because I said so. But I, if if you're if you're looking for upside or if you're looking for somebody and it's looking bad on your team, I, I would not. I would rather stand up for Dobbs, who's also on our list. You know, like if Dobbs if was Dobbs out there, available, I would yes. spend I would spend a good thirty to forty on Dobbs because I think he's going to stay available, super involved with 50. Rogers, like. You okay. know, the difference there is massive I, between Rodgers and Pickett. I see that. I totally understand that. But here's the counter to that, is that at least Green Bay can move the ball without Rodgers doing anything. Yeah, but if Dobbs is available, I'd go 50%. I because doubt he's you available. Know, yeah, I doubt he is too, but you know that he's going to be um, involved. They've talked about it. They want him involved. Pickens, I would go thirty percent. That's I just because I don't ever think, think that... you should spend that much on a wide receiver. Like it, it he would have to, for him to really be suck. for him to be worth that. He would have to be, you know, basically the next Justin Jefferson. And maybe he's going to do that, but he's almost certainly not going to do that with Kenny Pickett. I have you seen my roster? I think if you got a solid wide receiver two level play and you could put him in your roster on a weekly basis. That that's money. Well, I spent I spend a hundred bucks on on anybody. I could start every week. Yeah, I mean, what if your other options are like Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson and Gabe Davis? I'm not reading off of my exact roster, except I am. Okay, we gotta, we gotta move on. We gotta move. We gotta move on here. Uh, tight ends. Um, you know, I, there are two tight ends you could look at: Moali Cox and Will Disley. But that's just you know, if you have Kyle Pitts as your um, starting tight end. <laughs> Um, that I would look at those two guys. But uh, other than that, I probably wouldn't necessarily pick them up. Um, even David Njoku, if he's on your waiver still, he's somebody that you could possibly look at. He's still getting some targets there. Um, as far as defenses go, uh, a few that I looked at, and I'm not sure if you guys have any others, but the Titans, they get Washington this week. Uh, the Chargers play the Browns. And then the Jaguars actually have three pretty decent games in a row. They get the Texans, the Colts and the giants. So if they're still on your waivers, I mean, that's somebody that I would look at. That's somebody that you could pick up 
spend a few dollars away or wire or fab money on and, you know, end up having them for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, um, that's, that's a really nice call with the Jaguars. You can probably get them for a couple bucks and uh, they, they have been beating up on the Colts every time they play them for a couple of years now. And uh, with the other games, the Texans and the Giants, I, I like that a lot. So I'd recommend that if you, if they're out there on your wire. Yeah. No. I might just bring up the Panthers too. Cause like I said, they've had success um against some some pretty good teams uh i guess new orleans and arizona are the you know the two that come to mind that are actually any good uh and then they play san francisco and the rams next so it's not looking good for them i guess in the future but yeah no never mind (laughs) (laughs) i mean picks can happen with both of those teams so it's not out of the realms realm of possibilities so um you know we we saw stafford do it again tonight so you know, I, I wouldn't put it out of the, the realm of possibilities, but um, okay. I think that's going to wrap up episode 18. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight. Yeah, it's thanks, been bro. a pleasure. Thanks for having me, boys. Um, yeah, Ooh, I just want to say this. I'm, I'm now winning in our league a record 82.1 to 80.65. My team sucks and I still might be two and two. Um, so you're the Atlanta props to, of fantasy football. Props to Higby, baby. <laughs> Keep going, Higby. Uh, but anyways, week 18. Thank you, guys. You guys can find us on uh, Twitter at Best Coast FF. You can find me on Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. I'm at BCFF Josh. And you can find a picture of Brandon wearing a Raiders jersey at that address as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's disgusting. I might puke when I put it on. <laughs> Um, it's already dirty and uh, <laughs> it's got to be the Mac Jersey though, because no, I bought not. that one. For he doesn't you. even play yeah. for the Raiders. It's going to be the Jacobs so? Jersey. Cause Jacob's he's still owner now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You're still last in the division. So I thought you'll get sold uh, to Walmart, not Josh Jacobs. What happened? <laughs> you guys, you guys can find Zach on my Twitter. If you need to yell at him for anything he said tonight, just hit me up on Twitter and I will relay the message yeah. to him. Uh, eventually we're going to get him to make a full-time Twitter. So when he joins us on here, we can let you guys yell at him on there. So we'll just give him access um, to the regular BCFF page. There we go. There you go. You don't need that kind of well, hate. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, he didn't have enough Eagles hate tonight. So he doesn't have much to hate on right now. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you guys so much and uh, make sure to hit that follow and like button. We appreciate everything. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. <laughs>